This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. Hey, welcome to another Radio Dad. Mike Austin here, and glad to have you along in the world of daddom, dadliness, granddadliness, being a good uncle, being a good man in the life of children. Uh, whether you're a stepdad, an uh, intact family dad, whatever, um, hopefully you're there for them. And that's what we're all about, is uh, spotlighting good dads, giving good ideas and tips, and uh, really holding up manhood and uh, fatherliness. Here we are coming up on St. Well, but we, at this recording of this episode, we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. And I've got a good friend who is a great dad, Mike O'Brien. Full-on Irish. I mean, that family is Irish. And he's going I, to—he I, I, stopped by the studio, and I recorded a little brief thing with him. He actually came by for another reason, and I said, hey, this is a, he was telling me the story of, a, of, a, of his son and what they did and uh, a while back. And, and I said, that's a great story. We got to get that on Radio Dad. So we sat down. We recorded a little segment, just a real quickie segment, and I'll have that for you in just a minute. But— um, one thing I wanted to touch on before we get to our guest, too, also later, Dr. Charlotte Resnick, clinical professor at UCLA, and her book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, Tapping In to Your Kid's Imagination, uh, and using that to learn things, that they can learn things, or imagination, cultivating a good imagination. Kids, it's hard today because everything's handed to them, right? Everything is a screen. Everything is AI. Everything is done for them. Where's the imagination? How are they going to dream? Where's the dreamers of tomorrow? How are we imagining things? Can they take a box and turn it into a spaceship? You can help that. And we'll get to that and how to succeed. But um, this is uh, this I stumbled across this. I thought it was pretty good. Do you know warning signs of uh, of your kids uh, texting? direct messaging, things like that. There are codes that they use. Generally, teens do this so that you don't know what's being said. Abbreviations. For instance, if you saw the number 9999 in a text, and you should be, I mean, first of all, your kids, oh boy, smartphones, uh what is it? We should get a, a guest on to talk about the, the ultimate time. What's the best time, if ever, to introduce smartphones to your child's life? They're almost, well, you almost can't function today in school, in business, without some sort of connectivity of smartphoneage, right? But, um, boy, we did it for a long time without them. But here's the thing. So, yeah, you should be able to look at texts. Nine nine. You know what that means? Parent gone. I had no idea. Or just a single number nine. Parent watching. Here's some that are even more frightening. F W B. F W B is in boy. Friends with benefits. You know what that means. Or how about five three X? Now, if you look at it, five fifty three X. What is that? The 5 kind of looks like an S. The E is a backwards E. It means sex. 5, 3, X. 
or the letters CU followed by the number 46. That's that's CU for sex. These are abbreviations your kids might be using when it comes to texting, uh, direct messaging, chatting, and any number of apps. And, and be aware of what apps they're on. There are so many apps today. Hello Talk. Uh, and it goes on and on. And these codes that are being used. Uh, look it up. And be aware and educate yourself. All right, there's dangers out there. It's our, it's our job to guide and to educate in a loving way. You know, you guide them hand in hand through life. Uh, and at some point, you have to say goodbye. At some point, you have to cut them loose, kick them out of the nest, or, you know, gently nudge them out of the nest. I guess I, guess I should say we're getting ready to do that here at the Austin Family Compound. It's a tough transition. It's really tough. Um, and and uh, we'll do a whole show on that, becoming an empty nester, uh, setting your kids up for success and launching them into the world. You can't, you know, you, you can't hold their hand forever you have you can from a distance but there is that hey i wanted to get to this as we get closer to saint patrick's day my good friend mike o'brien is um uh man he's a good dad he's a marketer he's got a consultancy group and he's got boys and they're all grown men now but he was telling me a story about uh, what one of his boys had said to him when he stopped by the studio a while back. And I want to play that little quickie uh, interview for you real quick. Here you go. We're coming close to, we're talking St. Patrick's Day, and I thought we would have on my uh, my resident, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say leprechaun. I don't, I won't <laughs> Please do don't, that. yeah. No. Well, you're much bigger than that. Yeah, I'm just slightly taller than a leprechaun. <laughs> Our resident Irishman, ladies and gentlemen, hi, he's Mike O'Brien. Michael, uh, nice Top of the to morning you. to you, Mike Austin. Do you have people in your uh, family who speak with Irish accents? A little bit, yes, at least once a year. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, we all are. Yeah. Tell me this story we were talking about. It's a huge thing, I believe, for dads to share their hobbies, their knowledge, their insights, and their interests with their kids. Maybe there's something that'll rub off there. It's kind of nice when the kids share their interest with dad, though, when they get to a certain age. It, it sure is, because it's easy to sort of lose contact, especially when they go off to college and, yeah. and they're into their own thing. And I, I understand that, but I had a weird experience one day. I came home from work on a Friday night, dragged in, and my son was home from college, and I was excited to see him. Hey, Aaron, how are you? And he gave me a hug, and he said... Uh, Aaron's still another good Irish name. Another good Irish name, spelled the Jewish way, but uh, that's okay. Um, anyway, he um, he said, hey, Dad, I, I, got this, um, I got this bucket and a, a carboy and these uh, thermometers, and uh, wondering if you would like to brew beer with me. I just... Stop for a moment, and I had this blank look on my face, and I uh, flashback to the Cub Scout days, and I said, Aaron, how did we get from building Pinewood Derby cars together to brewing beer? And he said, yeah, I guess I uh, grew up, Dad. Yeah. So yeah, you, yes, you have. And I, So did you do it, and you do you still? I, I did. I said, sure, let's uh, try this thing. And, and he's kind of a, a cook, as it is. He's, he's pretty skilled in this area. And uh, so he uh, got the ingredients together and whatever, and he was the lead guy now on this project. And that was kind of neat, too, to let him have that lead. And, and um, 
he, we made uh, about a half dozen batches over the last couple of years um, together. And um, I'm, I'm sorry to say the only batch that didn't turn out well was the one that he left for my wife Patty and I to finish up for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we we got the the sugar content wrong or something, and it, the bottles exploded in oh, the case. Yeah, that was that's a, always a fun. Bit of a problem. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it, it's been a great endeavor, and uh, it's fun to work side by side with my kid again. I'm looking forward to having some of that O'Brien style beer. Well, I'll have to treat you to some. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And to you too, Michael. (laughs) My good friend, Mike O'Brien. A couple of mics in the studio. Man, oh man. Open the mics. Hey, step up to the mics. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up as we record this edition of the Radio Dad Show. Uh, Mike Austin here. We're going to take this break and spotlight our, uh, just for a couple of seconds here, our good find sponsors over to berescued.com. Coming back with Dr. Charlotte Resnick, clinical professor at UCLA, the power of your child's imagination. We'll tap into that next here on the Radio Dad Show. have asked yourself, what's the big deal about these bee propolis products over at BeeRescued.com anyway? (laughs) Well, they are 100% natural products that tap into that famous healing power of bee propolis. See, the Bee Rescued family has traveled the world to bring you the highest quality raw materials and then blended them by hand with bee propolis harvested from their very own chemical-free beehives right in the heartland of America. Try it for yourself. Visit BeeRescued.com. That's B-E-E Rescued.com. A Salome Brands Company. Hey, welcome back to Radio Dad with Mike Austin. I'm that same said guy right here, the Austin Family Compound. Every week coming to you with the information, ideas, uh, celebration of fatherhood, dads, being dads, good guys, right? And uh, kind of negotiating the minefield of a dadly parenthood. Um, so your kid's imagination, do they tap into it much? How do you help develop a good imagination in children. Oh, reading books, that's a big thing. But you know, when everything is pretty much spoon-fed on a screen, it's hard for them to develop the idea of thought, the idea of um, sort of unconnected thought, if you know what I mean. You know, like, like how do you imagine uh, a spaceship? You can see it. You don't have to imagine it. It's already right there. Google it. Oh, spaceship. Boom, done. So you've got to tap into that, and it helps in a number of ways. That's why we have our next guest, the power of your child's imagination, Dr. Charlotte Resnick. She's a a clinical professor of psychology. Uh, She basically helps kids and teens be better emotionally equipped for life. Am I hitting that right, you think, Doc, or am I close or off off base? absolutely. Although my my official title at UCLA is associate clinical professor, we don't want to up me too uh, too much. Well, you tell the clinical professors to move out of the way and make some room. Exactly. (laughs) Also author of, uh, of the book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination. All kids have imagination, a powerful one, don't they, Dr. Resnick? Yes, and that's why I put the subtitle as How to Transform Stressed Anxiety into Joy and Success. So that really hones things in. So you really want to take advantage of the brilliance of your child's imagination. Is this sort of, um, because what caught my eye as a dad is how to use your child's imagination, teach them to use it better in sports. Now, is this sort of like the power of positive thinking? Well, it's a little bit more than that because 
you probably know sports um, teams and Olympic teams and athletes have been using mental visualization for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just using it to adapt it to the kids. Just the recent Olympics, one girl was saying, I saw myself getting a medal since I was five years old. And this year she got a medal. Michael Phelps, when I was writing, finishing the book, he was winning his impossible eight gold medals. And he said, when everyone thought it couldn't be done, all it took was a little imagination. <laughs> and so we're just adapting it. Is this... So what happens is what your mind, what you imagine, your mind takes is real. I mean, think of something simple like picking a lemon and cutting it in quarters and imagine biting down on a quarter of the lemon. What happens? Your mouth waters. Exactly. Although exactly. I got to tell you, I've heard that before, and mine stopped watering. If it does, I don't. Maybe I need to work on my imagination a little bit. I don't know. You have to try something else—a lime or you know, a piece of something you really love. Or... Does this go back to? Because I heard this line years ago: "If you can see it, you can be it." If you can see it, you can be it. I really like that. I've heard that too. And what I'll have kids do is visualize, imagine where they are now. Okay, talk about where they are now. And then imagine where would they like to be. And the reason uh, that works, if you could see it, you could be it, is not because it's magic, but because once you could visualize where you want to go, then you could take the steps to go there. So. so it's not a magical thing. It's really, it could be very cognitive thinking oriented. Okay, this is where I'd like to be. I can imagine it, I can feel it, I can smell it, I can, you know. So you're using, then, you're using the child's imagination as sort of a step or a tool, if you will, to doing the work. Or maybe that's even actually just part of the work itself. Yes. I see. And I, use, I kind of broke it down into nine imagination tools, which are somewhat directly or not directly related to the imagination, to help them basically face whatever challenges. So like in sports, I'll, I'll kind of bring the kids in. Like if I have a, a kid who's not getting along with his little sister, but he loves sports, I'll say, I'll teach him how to use his imagination for sports. There's an old study using basketball, very simple, three groups. They were shooting from the foul line. One group practiced every day for 20 minutes for three weeks. One group didn't do anything. And one group just visualized. Mm -hmm. and at the end of the three weeks, the group, the group that didn't practice didn't improve at all, but the group that either practiced or visualized improved about the same amount, 23 and 24 percent. Isn't that crazy? Those athletes are using their imagination before they go to sleep, before a game, before the sport, before the event, during the event. You can imagine yourself doing it, watching yourself do it, or you could actually be in the, mo you know, be in the picture, too. Yeah, yeah. This Either is probably way. what separates good coaches from your average coach. You know? some, <laughs> no, really, some, a guy who can, who can really tap into that subliminal <laughs> sort of, you know, the, your kid's imagination. Right. Our minds, especially a kid's mind, because it's not tainted with, you know, bills to pay and health insurance right. and things like that, but a kid's mind really is, I mean, that is a powerful tool. But you're not saying that you cannot do practice and work and develop skills at all. You're saying this sort of works on a child's imagination. You tap into that, whether it's sports or, or whether it's, uh, boy, I don't know, just anything in, in life. They kind of have to go together, right? Right. They complement okay. right. each right. other. Here's my uh, thought, because I'm a dad, and I'm a fairly creative guy. At least I, I've always been told I am. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are complete rocks when it comes to uh, creativity. And, and you know, guys, I, I guess maybe I'm stereotyping, but we sort of lose that maybe maybe quicker than than girls do, that creative side. So let's just say I'm a dad. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm I'm never been very creative. 
how do I get next to my kids and teach them this stuff if I can't do it myself? Because to me, if I'm a guy and I'm a busy dad, this is all just so much fluff to me. I'm going, yeah, 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 imagination. Well, you know what? We have about fifty to 80,000 thoughts a day. You're already doing the thinking, and the thinking has images because you're thinking you have a bill to pay, so you're thinking about the check that you're writing. So you already, just automatically, without con- being conscious, you are creating your own images. So I'm saying, why not use that to your advantage? So if you're a dad and you, you know, you think you're not creative or whatever and you're getting behind your son and you're teaching him how to hit the ball, well, you're using those exact words. Okay, look in this direction, put your body in this way and, uh, you know, look up and hold the bat a certain way. Well, those are all images. Those are words and instructions, but they also become images that you could pull out from the imagination. So when you're not with your son, you could say, okay, before you go to sleep, remember what we said today. Just imagine doing all that. Imagine writing it through. Imagine you know, hitting that ball just the way I told you how to do it. So you could talk about it to any dad who doesn't think they're creative, because I really think they are anyway, yeah. but just use their language. Athletes might call it mental rehearsal. Is a dad, let's say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm tucking my kid into bed at night, give me one way to do this. I mean, there's there, are there techniques, or do I just say, all right, Junior? Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> that's, why I, wrote, that's yeah. why I wrote this book, and that's why I wrote, there's an article, you know, on, on helping your kids visualize victory like Olympic athletes. So, for example... Imagine, use positive language when you're talking to your kid about what you want him to do or not do in sports. Okay, so you say, all right, Junior, you're going to go go hit that ball. That's positive language, I guess, right? Exactly. Instead of don't miss the ball, ah. say hit the ball. You know, imagine yourself, think about, if you prefer the word think, that's fine. Think about hitting the ball. Think about how it feels in your body when your bat hits the ball. Is this what weightlifters get into when you see these guys that lift like ungodly amounts of weight? You go, how in that world did he do that? <laughs> well, they do it. They build up to it. Yeah. It's like you would build up to getting fine-tuning your, your imagination skills. Right. Or if you're working with your even your daughter who's doing ice skating and she's trying to, she's showing off her new turn that she's a little bit clumsy at, you tell her, okay, imagine slowing down that turn slowing it down. Imagine watching yourself in a movie or on TV and you, we're, we have the, you know, the slow down button and we're going to slow it down so we can see you do that turn perfectly and slow then speed on. it up to regular speed. I like one of the things you said here is to become a spectator. Teach them to be a spectator watching themselves. That's kind of what you're talking about here. Yes. Yes. Huh. And, you know, noticing how every, you know, everyone's so excited for you and the coach is cheering you on and you're teammates are all smiling and you know so this is this is a little bit deeper than just encouragement this is a yeah. this is a visualization we're talking to dr charlotte uh, charlotte resnick uh associate clinical professor of psychology at ucla and author of the book the power of your child's imagination we're talking about tapping in to your daughter your son's imagination which is there in droves to begin with and we've been talking about sports up to this point but I would imagine you as dad could somehow teach them to tap into that imagination if there's a big test coming up. If exactly. The, any, if they're uh, struggling to make friends, even. Yes. 
tap into your kids' imagination. And dads, even if you don't think you have the skills to do this, you've got it. You've got that. You're already doing it. Like a doctor said, every day you're visualizing stuff for yourself. Help your kids to visualize. Can we just talk a little bit about, um, you give a list of what kids most want and need from their parents and from a dad's perspective. Can we touch on some of those? Because I... I I want to go through some of these, like you list patience, understanding, and listening. Some of these seem like no-brainers to me. You know what? They they are no-brainers, but as parents, it's sometimes a little tough, especially as dads, because we want to fix things, we want to make things better, and um, we see how to fix the situation. You know, it's the bottom line. But sometimes your child just wants you to listen and understand what he is feeling or she's feeling mm-hmm. and not really give the answer. And that's really hard for a lot of yeah. a lot of dads. That's a tough one for me. It is. Yeah. So you know what's really good? It's a whole act of listening. If your if your son is saying, you know, is coming home and saying everyone's picking on him and he's being bullied, rather than saying, Oh, immediately I'm gonna go speak to that, you know, that kid or that parent just to Active listen and repeat back to him what he's told you. Can I give you a story? This this is a funny story. My daughter, 15, and we were going through a little rough time, and I told her finally, I I call her Pumpkin still. Uh, Maybe that's probably the problem. I don't know. But I called, I said, Pumpkin, all right, tell me without any fear, I'm not going to get mad at you. You're not going to be punished for anything. Tell me in your own words what it is you need from me. I don't care what your words you swear at me if you need to. All right? Exactly. So, but here's what she said. She looked at me and she said, "I want you to shut up." <laughs> I said, and I got mad. I started getting mad. I thought, "No, I, I made this bargain with her." I go, "Okay, explain that." And what she's talking about is, I do. I talk all the time. So, exactly. You exactly. also you you mentioned in your list of what kids most want from and need from their parents, freedom connected to responsibility. I love that phrase, but please explain it. Oh, well, that's, that's, you know, especially as they grow older, when you think about it, from the day they're born, they need a little bit more freedom over the years. And the idea is when they've grown up, you know, 18 or whatever, they go off to college or not, they're on their own. But it's like, okay, you want the car keys? Okay, you have to be back at a certain time. And even before that, you want to play with your friends down the street? You have to be home for dinner. Mm -hmm. So you're giving them some freedom. And, of course, when they're younger, you start out with smaller chunks. But they have to show you they have the responsibility to to take care of themselves. Right, framework. Right? And to respect, and respect themselves and respect you that they're going to do the right thing. And be consistent. I, I love I, all of this fits together. You say structure and consistency. To me, that goes right with that freedom and connected to responsibility thing. I love this. Yes, because kids will push the limits because they need to, because they want to see where where the limit is. And and when you're clear and secure in what you expect from your child, they feel better because they know they can't go all over the place. It's just it's more comforting to to them. Excellent. And also consistency, really. I mean, we're we're not all consistent all the time, but as much as you can, it's helpful because I've had um, kids who said they come home. And when their dad comes home, they don't know whether he's going to be in a good mood or he's going to be in a bad mood. And one day he might yell at them for the same thing he didn't yell at them the day before. Right. And so it's really important, if you can, somehow, when you're coming home from work, whether it's on the train or in the car, to sort of let things go so that when you walk in the door, 
you're not jumping all over your kids because they're going to be jumping all over you because they want your attention yeah. <laughs> till they're teenagers, of course. Yeah. I have I have a friend them. who the first thing he does is he goes into his he's got a little gym in his garage and he goes in right. there before he goes to anybody he says hello I'm home and I'm going to work out and he doesn't go away from home he goes in the gym and they know for a half an hour dad's going to be punching the punching bag but he comes in and he's perfectly normal <laughs> he's That's like brilliant he's right yeah. there yes yeah. he's really taking care of himself. And he's taking care of his family by taking care of himself. Well, I told Steve, what I told him was, I said, if you have a day that makes you that crazy every day, you need to find another line of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you got to punch a punch that easy, but, well, right. yeah, uh, yeah, especially today, but I get it. Hey, Dr. Charlotte Resnick, uh, PhD, and author of the book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination. If you can tap into that, it seems to me you can unlock just a world of confidence uh, school yeah. tests to sports. It's awesome. Yeah. And dad, don't think you can't do it. This is not a mom yeah. thing. Just because it's not physical, you know? Oh, I love it. Doc, thanks a lot for taking time with us. I appreciate you being on the show. Oh, I'm thrilled to be talking with you. Thank you. And with that, we put the cork in the bottle of another Radio Dad with Mike Austin. I am Mike Austin, and uh, we'll be back again next week with more dadly information. Our thanks to our sponsors, BeRescued.com. That's B-E-E, like the little bumblebee, B-E-E-Rescued.com. Our thanks to all our guests as well, Mike O'Brien, Dr. Charlotte Resnick, and you for subscribing, for downloading, for sharing as much as you can. Radio Dad with Mike Austin. See you next week.